I remember this like it was yesterday. It was midsummer, 2005. I was sitting outside on the back steps of my house talking on the phone to a friend of mine who lived in Oregon. It was late in the day and my former husband had just gotten home from work. He worked as an electrician at one of those plants in the area. He had walked past me as I was sitting there on the concrete steps and it just began to rain. I heard thunder in the distance, so I asked him as he walked past me going in the house, was it okay that I was talking on a cordless phone during the storm? He said, I'd be fine. So my friend and I continued to talk as he went in the house to change his clothes. After about five minutes, I heard a loud crack. Just as a lightning bolt came down from the angry sky, it hit my right arm. I felt the searing pain as lightning passed through me. It knocked me to the ground, and it even left char marks on the concrete steps where my feet were and where I was sitting on the steps. After passing through me, it traveled under the house and blew out the transformer that was directly in front of our house, rendering the entire neighborhood with no power for four hours. I remember I was in shock. I felt really strange, very disoriented, very disconnected. I was shaking all over. I was sweating and sick to my stomach, and the pain in my arm and chest were unbearable. And for some reason, my house seemed unfamiliar to me. I mean, I actually, I left my body and gone into the house. And what I saw was very confusing because although it was my house, all the furnishings were not mine. They're from a completely different time period. It's as if I'd been transported back in the time, maybe into like the 1920s or 30s. I was floating in the house and I was looking around. Everything looked so strange and just nothing looked right. Everything had a burnt yellow color to it, even the air. Then I noticed the furniture in my house was not my furniture. I looked at the lace curtains on the windows. They weren't my curtains. I was beginning to get scared. There was no one in the house. Where did my husband go? Where did my children go? I couldn't find anyone. There was no electricity. The transformer was blown, yet I could hear what sounded like an old-time radio playing in the background. I wasn't floating anymore. I walked through the rooms looking for whatever that sound was coming from, but I couldn't ever find it. I think this only lasted for a few minutes, but it seemed like time stopped and things seemed to move in a very slow motion. And then I found myself totally wrapped within the most beautiful, fluffy, pink, gold clouds. They were magnificent. I was in awe of such beauty. I felt such a deep sense of peace and a sense of total and complete love. It was so big, so huge and so complete and so deep. It felt like every pore of my body was open and I was just soaking in all this peace and love into all of them. So I was just basking in this deep, beautiful love. I felt whole, complete, and accepted. I had no idea what was happening. I was moving laterally through these gorgeous clouds. I did not have a sense of moving up or down. I could feel this huge presence all around me. It was such a loving presence, and it was pouring love onto me and into me. I have no words on how to explain this love. It was so beautiful, it brings tears to my eyes, even now. Then in an instant, two men appeared to me. One stood on either side of me. They were young men, maybe in their 20s or 30s. They had blonde hair and blue eyes. They wore what looked like a cream-colored linen clothing. There was a brilliant glow about them. They seemed to be illuminated, and their joy seemed to pour from every cell in their bodies. I noticed the linen clothes they wore were very detailed. It was a very tightly woven cloth and very soft to the touch. I could see the tiny weave pattern in the linen. 
Why does that seem important? I don't know, but it stood out very clearly. At first I thought these men were angels, but then I realized who they were. These two men were my younger brothers who had died as babies. I was only one year old when my first brother died shortly after birth, and I was two when my mother lost another due to a miscarriage, although she was far enough along to know she was having a boy. I knew of these men, but I was far too young to have remembered anything about them. My parents really never spoke of them. We were so happy to see each other. It was like a family reunion. They had beautiful smiles, and they both looked so much like my dad. I knew he would be so proud of both of them. They made me feel at ease, and they led me out of the clouds into a beautiful garden that was to the left of a huge, glorious city. As I looked around, I noticed the colors were so bright and vibrant, and the air was sweet and clear. I could hear birds singing. I could hear water running, almost like there was a stream nearby. There were trees and flowers, and the grass was cool and soft on my feet. I felt a soft, silken breeze touch my skin. As I stood in this breathtaking place, I felt a huge presence all around me just pouring love into me. I felt such joy and all I could do was stand there in awe at the beauty and the love that was all around me. Now by this time my brothers given me the information that I had died and I was entering heaven. It was like an infused knowledge. There was no feeling of fear or shock, I felt like I was floating and it felt good, so I didn't fight it. Then people gathered all around me for support. Then I was given my life review, and I was shown my entire life. Everything I had ever said or done was shown to me. It was like watching a black and white movie on a reel. There was no feeling or judgment at all. It was all right then I learned that God does not judge us. We judge ourselves. Standing there before him in all his glory and all his perfection while we watch our lives pass in front of us. For me, all he did was love me throughout the whole review of my life. Not a word was spoken. And just like that, it was over in a blink of an eye. It was after that life review that I heard a male voice say, What you put out into the universe will come back to you. As I stood there in the garden, I noticed once again how beautiful and brilliant the colors of the flowers, the trees, and the grass were. The reds were redder, the pinks were pinker, and the yellows more yellow. The colors were so much more vibrant than any colors I've ever seen. The air was sweetly fragrant, it was clean and so clear. The grass felt so cool to the touch like on a beautiful spring day. And I saw a stream where water glistened like diamonds in the sun as it flowed over the rocks. I just can't get over how awesome it was. I heard music and it was more beautiful than anything I've heard before. It was then that I noticed that everything had its own pitch and sound. The trees had a sound, the leaves on the trees, the grass, the rock, the water even had a sound, and everything else. And you take all those individual sounds and put them together, it sounded like the most magnificent symphony and choir ever created. And what's even more amazing was everything and everyone in heaven was singing praises to God. It seemed to pour out of every leaf, rock, blade of grass, and every bird. It was the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. I can still hear it today, even after all these years. Every now and then, I still hear that heavenly music as the breeze blows through the leaves of the trees. It brings me back there, and I feel that deep and encompassing love again. It heals my soul, and my spirit soars. Now, there's no time in heaven, so I have no idea how long it took for each step of this journey. On one hand, it seemed like everything happened really fast, but on the other hand, it seemed like it stood still. I began to feel as if I was attached to a giant IV bottle of knowledge. 
I was being fed all this knowledge, and I didn't even have words to ask the proper questions. I felt joy and elation. It was just one of those aha moments, one after another, and it all seemed so simple and so logical. I remember at one point saying with a huge smile on my face, Wow, is that all there is to it? This is so cool. God, you are so awesome. We are the ones who make everything so complicated. I saw angels and they spoke to me, showing me a lake and in the lake, they showed me the future events that would take place on earth, which have in fact taken place. I also remember looking down on my body. I could still see that I had a body and it looked the same as always. I had on the same clothes as before and I noticed my long blonde hair falling down below my shoulders. I could see my jean shorts and my feet, but I also noticed that my body felt much lighter. It felt kind of floaty. It wasn't heavy, not like it's here on Earth. On Earth, we are weighed down by gravity. Everything seemed so heavy, but there, I had a super light body. And I also noticed I really wasn't concerned about my body or how it looked or if I fit in or not. I know I keep saying it, but I felt this huge love of total acceptance. It was amazing. There were people everywhere. Everyone looked so young and no one was sick. Then Jesus walked up to me. He was tall and beautiful. His hair was dark and wavy and long down to his waist. His skin was dark. His eyes were warm and liquid brown. Jesus had a smile that just melted my heart. He told me that he loved me and that he walked beside me every day of my life. He told me he had never left my side and never would leave my side, not ever. Jesus told me not to be afraid. I, I just stared at him. I couldn't speak. He was beautiful, and I think he actually died for me. I was speechless as he stood there declaring his love for me. Then I moved to the edge of the garden, to what looked like a wooden glen. I could see gold sunbeams pouring through the branches of the tall oak pine trees. I noticed a log lying next to a stream with little flowers dotting around it here and there. There were pine needles and a few pine cones scattered about. I went over to the log and sat down listening to the water as it danced across the rocks. When I looked up, I saw a man sitting on the other end of the log next to me. The air was cool and comfortable, and I could hear birds singing their sweet songs. I knew that man was God. He had shoulder-length dark curly hair and a neatly cut beard, beautiful blue eyes, and a happy smile. He was about six foot tall, and he wore a white robe and sandals. We sat there on the log for the longest time just talking. He had a wonderful laugh and such sparkling, happy eyes. He became silent for a moment. Then he turned to face me. He looked in my eyes, and in a quiet, gentle voice, he asked me, What would you do if it were just me and you? I looked at him and asked, What, what do you mean? He smiled. He was so patient, like a father to a young child. He asked me again, What would you do if it were just me and you? I looked down at my hands in my lap, and I thought for a minute. Then I looked at him again and said, I don't know. What do you mean? He was still smiling and very patiently explained, No parents, no children, no husband, no friends. Just me and you. No one else. Looking into his beautiful face, I shook my head and kind of stuttered, feeling a bit intimidated and unworthy all of a sudden. I said, No, I would drive you crazy after the first three minutes with all my questions and chatter, and then you would not like me very much if it was just me and you. He smiled at me. He was so patient, loving, so gentle, in fact, that those feelings of inadequacy had begun to disappear. He then got up and motioned for me to follow. We walked a short distance. Then he showed me the whole universe with no one in it. There were no people, no buildings, no cars, no animals, and no trees. 
There was nothing but swirling rainbow-colored grasses, sparkling diamond stars, and spinning planets. It was breathtakingly beautiful, and it seemed so huge. I never realized how big the universe really was. Then it seemed like within a second we were back again sitting on that log by the stream. He asked me once again, What would you do if it were just me and you? I was at a loss for the right words to properly answer his question, but he waited. I found myself looking at a very large oak tree that was in front of me. I saw the details of the trunk and the little life-giving veins and the tender leaves and the roots beneath the ground. What I saw was not just a tree, but the individual parts that made up that whole tree. And then I saw how important these parts were to the tree to make up the whole tree and how all the things were connected to each other and every part was important in its own way. I studied this for a few minutes, then I started getting this feeling. I noticed this is exactly what God planned, and this was a very big part of understanding what God was trying to teach me. Then I answered him. Now, I have no idea I would have answered him in this manner since I never read the Koran in my life. I have never seen the book, nor do I know anything about Islam faith. But I said, your hundredth name in the book of Koran is God everywhere. God is nowhere, and God is in me. He said, yes, yes that, that is right, right that, that it is, and? I looked at the tree again, and then back at him. So I said, God, you made this tree, you are in this tree, so when I look at this tree, I see you. He looked at me smiling, and a beautiful smile, and he said, yes, and? Then I started thinking about my parents. So I said, God, you made my parents. You are in my parents. So when I see my parents, I see you. Again, he said, yes. And? He was trying to get me to think deeper. So I began thinking that there are other people in this world who are cruel to others, and there are those who have hurt me. I don't really care for these people. So I said, God, there are some people who I don't really care for because they hurt others. But you made these people. You are in these people. So when I see these people, I see you. He again smiled at me and said, Yes, that is right. Now, I have a question for you. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? I looked down at my hands and I thought for a moment. My normal response would be something like, I see me. I'm no one special, just me. But then I looked into his beautiful eyes and all those feelings melted away because of the deep love I saw there. Then I said, God, you made me. You are in me. So when I look in the mirror, I see you. He said, yes, that is right. He seemed so happy. He was smiling from ear to ear, and I could feel his joy and his deep love surrounding me. I was completely immersed in his love as he looked at me. To me, this was so big. I could feel it spinning in my heart and mind. I can see the beauty of God so easily in others all around me, but it is much more difficult to see God's beauty in myself. I find even now I have to remind myself that I am special and that I am beautiful. Each and every one of us is special to God. He made us. He is in us. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make junk. To Him, we are all important and we are all beautiful. He sees us with perfect love. We are imperfect beings who He loves perfectly. What I had to learn was that real beauty shines deep within the soul. I had to learn that my own worth as a human being isn't dependent on what others think of me or whether they're happy with me or not. 
I also needed to learn that happiness does not come from an external source. In order to be truly happy, it has to come from inside my own heart. To God, I am me. That's all, just me. My worth is being who God made me to be. I don't have to make everyone else happy. What God wanted me to know is that he is always happy with me. What I have to do is be happy with myself and find joy in my own life. I have to stop worrying about what everyone else thinks. I need to see his beauty in myself. We finished the conversation and we got up. We started walking through the forest and we were met by two beautiful, ornately gowned women who led me to a calm, serene lake at the end of the wooded area. The two women I knew were angels and they began showing me moving pictures of future events that would take place on Earth. What was shown to me were the events surrounding the 9-11 attacks and other terrorist attacks against our country, as well as our financial institution crumbling, or better said, money not being worth the papers written on. I was shown silver and gold coins being used to purchase things. They said that in time, we would go back to the barter system we had done long in the past. They showed me many natural disasters, such as earthquakes, volcanoes, tornadoes, and storms, and six huge waves of water covering the land. I saw one in Japan, one in Indonesia, and then one in Chile. I saw a woman in Canada who had a little boy in her car, and then the car went off the road because of the floodwaters. Her car was immersed underwater, and they were drowning. God sent angels in the form of people to pull him out, but the boy had already passed away. They told me that he would survive, however, and he did. They showed me the government and how they are destroying the peace in our world and how corrupt they are. They showed me the darkness that surrounded them. And then they also showed me different governments being overthrown as huge riots raged in the streets. They showed me one particular riot where a man was throwing something through a storefront window and there was a building nearby that was on fire. I also heard the sound of gunshots. They showed me these pockets of light that are still left in small sanctions called safe havens. And these havens were mostly areas in the mountainous regions. They showed me the dark clouds around the land and to know where these safe havens are located. The last thing they showed me was a silver ribbon splitting the United States apart. They gave me knowledge that this ribbon was a river, so I'm assuming it's the Mississippi River, but they gave me no explanation as to the meaning of this ribbon other than that the ribbon gets larger. The truth is, to this day, when these things happen, I'm still shocked and surprised as anyone that they actually happened the way the angel showed me. It's only after the fact that I realized, oh my gosh, that's what they showed me. It just seems so incredible to me. I don't know why they showed me these things. What was I supposed to do with this information? They didn't say, so I just waited to see what would happen next. When these things did happen, as they say they would, I'm still amazed by it. I'm sorry, I can't predict the future. I really don't want to. However, sometimes I'll still get flashes of that ever-knowing knowledge, and I might know something a day or week or maybe even a month before it happens. I might have a dream about it or see it in a vision before it happens. Everything that the angels have showed me in my NDE about the future events so far has come to pass. When my experience ended, I was lying on the ground in my backyard right next to the steps where the lightning hit me. I could see the phone had been knocked out of my hand and was lying on the opposite side of the patio. It was all burnt up and black. I also saw the black char marks on the stairs where my feet were and where I was sitting. After returning from my near-death experience, I lived in a complete state of bliss and oneness with God for about six months. I have a much stronger faith now than before. Now, I'm not religious, but I have a much deeper relationship with God. Right after my NDE, I had a spontaneous awakening. 
At first, I was unable to go into stores, churches, or crowded places because I could feel the energy waves of other people. The bright lights, loud music, or dark colors would make me sick. I seem to attract lightning. I've been hit a total of four times, twice by a ball of lightning and twice by lightning bolts. I was hit by lightning at age 40, 43, 44, and 46. I was in a marriage that was extremely abusive. After my near-death experience, I actually got divorced and the lightning strike stopped. I think God was trying to wake me up to some important truths. I'm not really sure though, I could be wrong. Right after my NDE, I had so much energy that I went 11 days with no sleep. I read everything I could get my hands on. I loved everything and everyone. I still do, but I'm a little bit more careful now. It's been 10 years and I have adjusted. So that's it. A very long and detailed NDE. It jumped around a bit, but I think she got the point across really well. I want to thank you, Sharon, for that amazing experience. And if you liked the video, please share, like, subscribe. And if you don't like the video, dislike it. It's okay. Tell me what you think in the comments below. What did you think of Sharon's experience? Do you think it a little too far out there? Or do you think it's shocking truths? Forgive me for the pun. Other than that, you guys live long and live strong.